0: Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast and welcome to our Christmas season episodes. Uh George, are you feeling the uh the season? Uh yeah. Travis, I'll are you feeling totally. the reason?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I mean, what was it, uh October thirty first at midnight in one? November first, all the Christmas music started on the radio and everything. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the season. I'm feeling it.
0: Tear down your skeleton like? decorations and replace them with reindeer. Snap, nah. snap. Nah, like this is New Jersey. You like just put your Christmas non. lights
1: right over the skeleton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a Christmas skeleton. It's a ghost of future past or whatever. Past,
1: yeah. Future past.
0: That's future
1: an X-Men past. episode, isn't it? You make like a leave and get out of here. Oh, yeah, that's a tree, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you make like a leave and get out of here.
0: Stupid. I heard my kid over the... Uh, last week explaining to his brother and sister that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is made up because santa's eight reindeer do not have shiny red noses that's just a song for the for the commercials or whatever i'm like mm. okay so i guess so, rudolph is not canon in my house
1: huh so they're denying they're denying a uh, a different reindeer
2: mm. Mm, maybe he uh, he is Is there someone setting a bad example in your house Dan <laughs> I don't know they should, they should be inclusive of all the reindeers of all the different colors no matter what they have on their nose right. I think there's just
0: Old Testament reindeer in this house <laughs> <laughs> just
2: Old Testament reindeer oui, <laughs>
0: <laughs> tonight's movie was Scrooged from 1980 and 8 Bill Murray George uh, you'd not seen this one before right I had not I also had not. This was. I a, thought
2: I might. Uh-huh. I thought I might had.
0: But <laughs> maybe that's why you had nauseous.
2: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was one of those double blinds where Travis brings in a movie that neither one of us has seen. So, uh, Travis, you that doing always good, well. man? <laughs> that was that. You doing well tonight, man? You ready to I'm, go?
1: I'm doing good. Does this mean I'm going to be on on point? I got to. Are you ready you're to say uh, tonight?
0: Ready to defend this hill? That is I hope Scrooge? it's more
1: like a Jaws and less of a. Uh, of uh, twelve monkeys, but okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm on the hill and I got the gauntlet gun going. Why was the fish called Wanda? Uh, I guess he named the fish after Wanda because he had a secret crush on her. Wanda. That's what. I, Wanda. 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 That's what I'm assuming. He named the fish after her because he really loves her, right? But he there can't. You have and he her. really loved the fish because she's a
0: manizer. <laughs> yeah. Well, George, do you have notes for Scrooge, or do you want to just jump right in?
2: I do. Uh, First, I wanted to, uh, well, because my first note is Dan is already offended uh, that the (laughs) elves are little people. Um, And so I wanted to- They have to work too. That made me kind of want to jump into uh, and ask you, Dan, uh, tell me all the things in this movie that offended you and ruined it for you. I thought it was I want to know.
0: I thought this movie was so much better than A Fish Called Wanda or even Trading Places. I was like, man, this movie's kind of really good. Okay, because
2: I have a whole list of things here. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, jeez. So, uh, Christmas Past, Christmas right?
1: Past, yes. Buster Poindexter.
2: Can you... He,
0: he was drinking and driving, was he not? <laughs> he looked like Tom Waits. Yes, he did. I kind of wished it was Tom Waits playing that part, but yeah,
1: no. Was... Oh, this is a good time to say, do you know who was <laughs> supposed to play that part? No, who? Sam Kinison was on board, pretty much signed to play that part. Sam Kinison, Sam Kinison. That would have been comedian. great. That would have been
0: amazing. But I this was I fine. This was good. No, that guy did a good job. Less yeah. shrieky than Sam Kinison would have been
1: yeah but I remember Sam Kennison in back to School as the history teacher and i i am just I'm still trying to play sam Kennison. uh he's a comedian you need to look up okay <laughs> he's dead now, but he's a oh uh, he was ew. he was iconic in the late eighties early nineties
2: okay all the good comedians are dead yeah
1: but uh i i when I heard that on top of the other thing I heard that ninety not ninety about sixty percent of this movie is on the cutting room floor. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I, that's what, I, I want to see that DVD. I want to see the stuff that they didn't use.
2: So anyways, um, drinking and driving is a very serious matter. It took me right out. Right, I was like, I was just done at that point. <laughs> I had already seen two things that offended me. Um, and then, Christmas present, and with the domestic violence, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just... There are men out there suffering, and she was because dead. their fairy godmothers are violent, and I don't think it's very funny.
0: And again, I am offended.
2: Bitch I'm hit me with a toaster.
0: She did. That's a good line. I don't know why I like that line so much because it's very descriptive of the thing that just happened. But it was
1: fun. What's funny is she's like basically Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah even like in her delivery the way she talks
2: did she did she just all right is this the same actor or does this character just remind me of the witch she wasn't really a witch she was in the prince bride. yes yes is same, that her same woman same person yes. okay very good i i wasn't sure if just the character reminded me of her or if it was She's the same she basically
1: play, uh, there was a show called Taxi that was on in the 80s late 70s or i think early i 80s. know of it uh, a lot of great actors on there. She was okay. on there. She played Andy Kaufman's wife, Latka's wife. Mm-hmm. She basically plays this character as his wife. Gotcha. You know that high pitch, pitchy kind of. The same as not as not as witchy as she is in Princess Bride, right? But the same voice. She's
2: right. very good. Carol Kane. I love her. Yes. Yeah. I love her. I just wish she wouldn't be so violent. <laughs> but, well, we'll bring the shtick back around at some
0: point. I wish we I wish we didn't, but
2: okay. I laughed I laughed and said, half fake ass alligator." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the Robert Robert Goulier, Goulier? How do you say Goulier?
0: Robert Goulet uh, <laughs> ruined Goulier. for my generation by Will Ferrell, which I don't know if you were still yes. watching SNL at that right. point, Travis. But our introduction yeah. as kids of the '90s was Will Ferrell over singing everything. As Robert see Dulé. for
1: me he's what's funny about him and and with this movie in general is eighty eight was the year of Beetlejuice as well, so Robert Goulier was uh one of the guests at the party in in Beetlejuice,
2: so that's how I knew him yeah, that's fair. I'm sure that's how my uh my wife knows him too
1: yeah, he was kinda I don't know exactly what he was famous for, but he was kind of like like a word cleaver type singer type guy, I don't know.
2: I don't even know who he is. I just know that. <laughs> well,
1: you know he's in the bayou doing Christmas carols.
2: <laughs> well, now I do, yeah.
0: <laughs> the first five minutes of this movie, you gotta be patient for the yes. first, like, at least the first minute and a half while they get their feet under them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the feel I got, it had a it had a Robocop feel. Absolutely. The commercials, like, even yep. after this, like, it just had mm-hmm. that propaganda satirical thing that RoboCop does and what Starship Troopers does, Mm. which I love. And the fact that Lee Majors, which was like (laughs) the Schwarzenegger of the 80s, the early 80s, you know, he's $6 million man. He's the fall guy. Yep. Like to have him, I guess it would be equivalent to maybe like a Jason Statham or, or like a Vin Diesel or The Rock.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Dwayne Johnson. Pushing
1: the hood back, and it's him.
2: Yeah.
0: For, well, I just for like today. that he's for, identified for as the actor's name. That was the part right. that really tripped me Lee up. Lee Majors. Which is like, oh my yeah. God. He's playing himself, <laughs> rescuing, spoiler alert, Santa Claus from whoever it is. He's with a minigun. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, please. yeah.
1: He had the little helicopter gun. And then so they had the, cache, the Sarah Connor cache of weapons in the back. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, so silly. I, and what's funny is Richard Donner, the director. He's the one that, uh, you know, he's done Lethal Weapon, and uh, what was it? What was the other one? Didn't we do one of his movies? Well, he did he, The Omen. He Die Hard, right? No, it wasn't Die Hard. That was a uh, that was the other guy.
0: But no, The Omen by Oh, The Omen was Dick Donner, Donner right. which is amazing yeah. to think of him going from The Omen to Superman to this. <laughs> to this, yeah. Dude did not miss. Like,
1: well, he did Goonies as well. Yeah,
0: a lot of range. Yeah. And then Father Loves Beaver.
2: <laughs> I mean. There was another Goonies actor in this movie, wasn't there? I don't the think The old so. lady?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the mean oh, yeah, the, old the, lady. Yeah, the mm-hmm. homeless woman, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, or houseless, or whatever you want. She's
0: from. wonderful. I, oh, God, Scream Factory, <laughs> our good friends over at Scream Factory, friends of the show, Scream Factory, mm-hmm. uh, just put out one of uh, a movie featuring her. Uh, Deadly Friend. Have you ever seen yes, Deadly Friend? Yes, yes, yes.
1: Christy <sighs> Swanson.
0: Just came out on Blu-ray. I'd seen one clip of it. You know the one.
1: The clip. The clip. <laughs> the basketball clip, yeah.
0: With her from the Goonies, and so I finally yes. got to sit down and watch that movie, and I gotta say, it's the best robot having an orgasm with the wall outlet I've ever seen. Uh, wow. I saw that when I was a kid. Can we watch that for the show? I mean, spoiler <laughs> alert for the wall outlet orgasm and the basketball scene, but
1: I have not seen that movie probably in 35 years, so
0: it doesn't hold up. But at the same time, no, damn, it's so good. I went.
1: I remember going back and watching that because she was in. She was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Once she became not the old homeless lady, but Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she's in this movie. So we went back and watched. it. I'm like, oh my god, I did see this a long Mm -hmm. time ago, and it was, it's so 80s bad. It's it's like Silent Night, Deadly Night levels of bad.
0: It's so much fun. We don't have to watch that one, but <laughs> anytime you want to watch Deadly Friend George, we're in. All
2: right, sounds good. Live stream. Woo woo. Oh god. <laughs> I need to have more wisdom teeth out. Mm. That was the last time we did a live stream, <laughs> and it was just me on drugs it watching was TV. <laughs> was sitting
1: there watching TV. I'm we at work watching uh... you watch a
0: movie. <laughs> Brass against is maybe looking for new members. If you want to do a live stream, mm. Mm. well, anyway. Next anyway, note. big fan. Uh,
2: my next note happens in the boardroom scene, and it's just a—it's a very general, like how entertaining the main character is. Yeah, and the acting—such an asshole of it. Yeah, you mean he's that? So Will- William so Murphy—he's
0: pretty funny, dude. That William murphy
2: he's so good at being bad he's so good at everything mm. like the way he i i just it's so good pretty much every movie
1: he's in he plays a different level of a dick <laughs> like even in ghostbusters he's kind of a dick
0: and he's like charming but yeah. not like he's charming a, right he's charming to women but like an abusive way like yeah
1: it's like yeah, like harassment type way.
0: It's not. It's toxic. Everything he does is toxic. Charming. He's yeah. horrible, and I love him. He's and the nicest
1: in Caddyshack, I believe. <laughs> he's so, like <laughs> yeah. he's so ready to. Oh, Mrs. Green, you're a monkey woman.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Bill Murray is just very, very entertaining he's a treasure. to watch. He's a treasure. Very entertaining. Um. What about Bob? We'll Bob be on the list Cat. at one point. We have to watch,
1: but uh, well, no, the movie. What about Bob? We'll get the Bobcat, but what about Bob? Is is him almost at his prime? Like
2: I've definitely
1: seen that. It's him and Dreyfus, and it's yeah, I've definitely from the beginning seen that. It. And it's
2: just gold. Yeah, I I agree. I like that movie. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I loved it.
0: It's like they strip away all of the um, the thing about Ghostbusters in this movie. So many of the movies have like this one conceit. Caddyshack with its goofy golf stuff. And what about Bob? It's just like they've stripped that all away and it's just Bill Murray, right? Yeah. And And he's actually acting in that movie. Bill Murray. Like, oh, he's so good.
1: Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Do you want to talk about Bobcat? We got to talk about Bobcat.
0: Do you have a Bobcat impression? I imagine you do.
1: Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) When I was growing up, my dad was, uh, you constantly make me do Bobcat Golf Away. From like Police Academy, <laughs> <He's> like hi. <laughs> I just I can't do it now because I don't have the voice. <laughs> I'm a real jerk. You know. I <laughs> oh, yeah, don't know who you're he was dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> like so he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, when he, you've never seen Police Academy, have you, George? No, I okay. Well, he he's in the second one, and he plays about this character at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay he's like a biker and he's like Rawr! he's like just crazy and he goes at it with this guy sweet chuck the whole movie and sweet chuck is kind of like this little geeky guy and it's funny it's funny but it's like airplane funny it's not like you know a good comedy funny. okay it's but it's funny it's definitely funny
2: are we still talking about bill murray here no we're talking about the the guy with the rifle the guy with the rifle okay uh, the guy no- that gets no- fired look no- man what's his name <laughs> Uh, milk, it's something milk. Something milk. milk. Something. Yeah, and he calls him milkman. Yeah, we'll go back to him. He's good shit.
0: And it's a shotgun, not a rifle, but whatever. Yes, I, you know, I recognized
2: his. I recognized his voice, but you know what? I recognized his voice from one of my favorite Disney movies, and I don't even know if it, if he play if he just sounds like it. But is it Hercules? What? It's Hercules, yeah. right? Because he's panic in Hercules, mm-hmm. right? He's I believe pain so. In Hercules. Pain. Is he pain? Pain. Well, Pain and Panic are kind of like a duo. There you go. In that movie. That's true.
0: He was on Unhappily Ever After, I think, is mm-hmm. where I knew him from as a kid. because I was the voice of the puppet. He, he was amazing. Still is mm-hmm. amazing. He's amazing.
1: Uh, There's another movie called One Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. It's a John Cusack movie, early John Cusack. And that's another one that he's prominent in. And so is Bill Murray's brother, who's also in this movie. I think it's John John Murray,
0: yeah. Brian,
1: it's or, Ken it's Ken Murray. No, I think Brian Murray Joe is his Murray. oldest brother. He's it's the one who plays his father in his Joe life.
2: Murray. It's a, it's Ted Murray. <laughs> the, There's the a lot young, of Murrays. <laughs> the two
1: brothers. His two yep. brothers are the scene in the living room when they're doing the SS minnow, mm-hmm. the trivia. Yeah, his brother that he gave a VCR to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's that his ex John
2: secretary or whatever.
1: The other brother who's not his brother in this movie, but is his brother in real life. Mm-hmm is joel joel is in one crazy summer
2: okay
0: and that still neglects uh brian doyle murray who is his older brother who you've seen before george as mr vanderhoff noah vanderhoff in wayne's world Mm -hmm. the station owner or the arcade owner excuse me the arcade owner in in wayne's world and he's frank uh shirley from christmas vacation who gets kidnapped from his Home and wrapped up with yes. a bow by Cousin yes. Eddie. Yeah, yep. that's yep. Bill Murray's oldest brother,
1: oh, Brian. Shit. Brian Doyle. He plays his father in this movie. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's that's
2: five pounds of right. veal. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> I'm i love, four years old. I love how <laughs> I love how at the end,
2: or like at the end of that scene when um when the when the ghost is like you know saying you know so it's niagara falls and he's like no i just had a moment like i just i just received a you know what in (laughs) today's dollars would be a you know 40 40 pounds worth of (laughs) milk-fed veal it's like that is such a like such a dick yeah such a dick i love it so much (laughs) i love when he called or when uh, he didn't call but like you know some ghost dialed uh dialed the number for him but he's leaving a message and he says as i know we haven't talked in Looks at his watch. Fifteen, 15 years. years. <laughs> Looks at his watch. <laughs> the that's
1: so good. The funniest line in that scene is when the when Mar Marley the Marley character. Yeah, forget, Mar, yeah. When Lou. he's like Lou, when he says that he was, uh, you know, the women loved him or whatever, and he's like, "Come yeah, on, well, like Oh well, like. yeah. <laughs> <Like> that <laughs> that line when he says that it's, it's so Bill Murray. I wonder if it was improv. <laughs> so funny.
0: That scene with the Jacob Marley character, Lou, Lou in the movie, uh, my only thought as the scene began was, my God, they sure used a lot of makeup to turn John Forsythe into... Uh, Jason Voorhees Are you gonna say part himself? six. I was going to say Jack Jack Palins. Right? Like, yeah. I you did just have to Jack Palins. I had to do a double check because I was like, man, he all they did was turn that guy into Jack Palance. Like they could have yeah. saved a lot of money if they would have just.
1: That makeup was good.
0: <laughs> it was good, man. The rat, ugh.
1: Gross. <laughs> the golf ball in his mouth. Another thing with him in when he head, dro- mean- when he drops the golf ball and it bounces on the glass because it's a golf ball. It's going to pretty much keep its same height
2: the first yeah. five bounces yeah most, yeah, it keeps he
1: after the second bounce he gives that ball an eyeball like he looks at it as it bounces up watch that scene again it's really funny like his his reaction because he pulls it out of his mouth mm-hmm. and he's like oh and then he drops it and then it bounces once head level mm-hmm. hits the glass comes up again head level mm-hmm. and he watches the ball go down again like are you serious? This ball <laughs> just bounced in my frame <laughs> twice. Yeah, it's it's a good line or a good uh, yeah. What we call it a uh, glance. Yeah, he's just always playing that. Even when he's not saying words, he's playing a dick.
2: Yeah, he's in the character. Yeah, he's in totally the character. even when he does something off the cuff. It's mm-hmm. in the character. This uh, can someone explain to me the Richard Pryor joke? Oh.
1: Uh, around that time, Richard Pryor, uh, was, uh, lit himself on fire when smoking crack. Ah,
0: I knew that. So when he says, yeah, I, I thought you were Richard we Pryor. We actually talked about it and it might yeah, be on, I knew that. Might I be knew on that. the cutting room floor of the episode when Richard was on, uh, mm. or maybe it was Blake. I don't know. One of the ones we, it came up in a hurry and I, I think we dumped it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. But yeah, I laughed out loud, even harder than I normally would have, because, oh my God, <laughs> we just talked about this, and now, yeah. poor I, Richard Pryor. I was Pryor. like,
1: oh wow, between the Richard Pryor joke and Mary Lou Retton, this movie did not age well, but yeah. everything else does.
0: The Mary Lou Retton cracks me up, but yeah. What's uh, the Mary Lou Retton? What's in the early,
1: mid-80s, mid to late 80s, she was like a, an Olympian that was basically <laughs> the Michael Jordan of the Olympics. Like she was,
2: she's the modern, she's the... Tiny Tim in she's the, the show. No, no, yeah, I know that, but she's the Simone Biles of '88.
1: Yes. yes. Okay. So her being in the show is like a get. It's a get. Yeah. And but nowadays people don't even know. Like she was on every magazine. Oh, because nobody, nobody.
2: Yeah,
0: knows she was like she
1: the Bruce Jenner of her time. Right.
0: Yeah. One thing about this movie that I I think is going to hold it back for a lot of audiences: there are so many two 1988 like tied references that. If you're not willing to do the legwork, you're just going to yeah. blow right by him and be like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay, Richard Pryor, all right, Mary Lou. Because like his, hmm, his okay. brother
1: says, like the whole VCR undertone, like, I should be taping this. I'm like, <laughs> 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 people don't even say that anymore, well, unless right. you're my age, people still say, uh, I'm going to, instead of using the DVR, they'll say, I'm going to, I'm, I'm it. taping it, but yeah. you're recording it, but DVR is the term you're yeah, supposed you're to
2: Yeah, you're not use. even recording it, it's just... yeah.
0: Well, if yeah. you notice, he never calls it a VCR. He calls it a VHS player. Right. Because the format war is still going on. George, do you know about the format war? <laughs> oh. I guess I'm going to learn. So do you remember when uh DVD was around and then they were like, oh, okay, what's next? Is it Blu-ray or is it HD DVD? Were you paying attention then? I... Uh, yeah, yeah, It was I'm like familiar. a maroon, or maroon box. It was been, HD. in like 2004, 2005 as, as they're fighting it out to figure yeah. out what I'm, the next HD format yeah, would be. I'm familiar. Yep. Back in the late 70s, Sony had one called Betamax, and there was a competing yep. one. I think it was Panasonic. Came up with VHS. Yeah. And VHS was a lower quality, supposedly, product, but... It had features that made it more mass market appeal, uh, easier to record over, I understand, although the quality of it maxes out lower than beta. Also, for whatever reason, pornography became really popular on VHS and wasn't as popular on beta. And a lot of people will point to that as like the defining thing that pushed the computer. Which of doesn't make sense because the beta market.
1: tape is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so you could fit more in your trunk underneath your bed, <laughs> yeah
0: I'll take your word for it uh, uh I wasn't I don't yet, have it under the bed, but I'm just saying back uh, then that's where you found
2: you it you could fit more in, in your theoretical trunk yeah. under your theoretical bed the theoretical in yeah. theory right in theory you would think. The physics work. But now, by I 88,
0: do... it was almost over. You were about two yeah. or three years from the time that Sony eventually gave in and started making their own VHS players. Uh, well, 88 but...
1: is about when Laserdisc started uh, uh, being like $900 a piece. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. 88, 89. And then that was like for a hot second, the Laserdisc was the thing. And then DVDs finally.
0: Now, have you ever seen a Laserdisc, disc, George?
2: Uh, Yeah. I watched a. Uh... My I believe house. it was aliens on laser disc
1: the criterion nice. the the four disc criterion where you had to flip, <laughs> flip yeah. the disc over <laughs> twice.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but but I, I had the, at the time uh, I didn't know I had never heard of a laser a laser disc before.
1: Well, back in the day, like 991, yeah. you'd go in the Suncoast and you'd buy you'd look through the laser disc like records. Yeah. And the the prices were no s- lower than like 70 bucks. Jesus. For a laser disc. Now I can get them for a dollar at the flea market. But, right. Yeah. You know, you, if you've got a criterion, like I have the criterion of Jurassic Park, that thing was like 120 bucks. Jeez Louise. Yeah.
0: And they still I make think... great Blu-rays and they just are switching over to 4K criterion. So mm. if you want to start a physical collection, George, that's, that's a good place to start. Uh, They've Word. been around forever and they're pretty good. Now, one thing that I think is interesting and I don't know how intentional it was because I, I wasn't in the room when they wrote this, but in '88, when you're calling it a VHS specifically, that is still kind of the lower tier of the two. Like, and he, by being so specific that it's either a towel or a VHS player, I can't read into it. Is that like the better of the two gifts, mm-hmm. or is that still like not all that great? You know, like I, I don't know it's, how to read that as his character, because <sighs> he is kind of a kind of a jerk. Could you right?
2: could you say it's 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 better than the towel, but He's still too cheap to yeah. give him a Betamax.
0: Right, he's still not going full laser yeah. player, right? Well, I'm right. going by exactly.
2: the
1: wedding singer and I th- I think when the Goulia's, Julia Gulia's boyfriend <laughs> buys yes. a VHS player, it's like an $800 VHS player. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it was Panasonic or what, but mm. the price tag he says is mind-boggling. So it, even though it might have been a low end that he was given to his brother by accident, it's. I was still... guessing you
2: keep saying he gave it to his brother. His secretary Great, gave it to him. Right? Yes,
1: but yeah, I, I'm assuming even at low end that thing costs about two hundred fifty bucks.
2: I love how he looks at the disc or the disc. He looks at the list and he's like, "Most of these people are towels." <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, that's how I feel
0: sometimes. <laughs>
1: now I have to kill every one of you.
0: <laughs> so funny.
2: Hey guys, do you think, uh, when they went in the the taxi cab, the time traveling taxi cab, do you think they went to 1955 on purpose? uh
1: this is what like four years it's after. It's only back three the years after. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's possible. it's that just a coincidence. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I man. saw 1955 and I
0: was like, but did, did, great was Scott, the, they're
2: going <laughs> to.
0: Tell me
1: funny. that wasn't the first scene where you teared up a little bit. What scene? When he says goodnight to his mom. I don't think, well, she I didn't. She calls well, him Frankie Angel. And like, it, well, you, first You think about all. not having a relationship with your father and anything he does give you for Christmas is veal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he falls asleep on the chair and then your mom has to put her cigarette out even though she's pregnant and, uh, yeah, you know, go to go go to work at like eight o'clock at night on Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah, it was real shitty.
2: First of all, uh, I don't tear up easily. So, mm. no, I didn't tear up. That
0: doesn't yeah. surprise me. Go on. However, we'll get to it. We'll we'll get there. Okay. We'll talk about it a little later. Put a pin in it.
1: Put a pin in that.
0: Did anybody laugh out loud when he flipped off the old lady? after he stole her taxes. Yes. <laughs> yes. When was the last time you had to flip off an old lady, guys?
1: I drive a lot, so.
2: Oh, I, I forget like Jersey. Early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my wife, man. She's she can, she's the silent. She silent can adult. hear us, and yeah. she, she often uh, messages us on a group chat. She didn't chime in when we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs, but she's chiming in about this. <laughs> She says, haven't seen him tear up since the finale of Les Miserables. <laughs> Miserables? <laughs> A couple of movies made me tear up. Mm, my life. My life will get you. With honors.
1: With honors. Holy shit. Yep. And uh, what's the one that's like with honors? Um, School ties is another one. But with honors, when he says you graduated with on- life with honors, yep. oh. Every time, man, Ni- Niagara Falls, Frankie, <laughs> Angel, Niagara, every dude, time. it's like Niagara
2: <laughs> Falls. Every time I watch that movie, bro.
1: Yeah, that's that's Pesci's best work, I think, is that movie.
2: Well, you know, forget it. Right. While we're talking about tearing up, I didn't tear up, but at the very end, the monologue. Yes. Like okay, so first of all,
1: <laughs> when the little kid talks, that's that's big. Yeah, but it's kind of cliche.
2: That that was kind of. That was, yeah, I was you knew what was gonna happen. It was kinda like cliche, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well but it's from the original goes, text too, I mean. Right, of course, right. of course, of course. Um when he's monologuing at the end, it's silly, right? I think it's, it's all off the cuff. It starts off silly, of like very silly, mm-hmm. and you're like, This guy is off his rocker, like, you know, I get that he's come to this new realization after Burning in the a casket great, will do that to you. That was such a dark yeah. scene and so powerful. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the elevator doors open, but it, no, it, and it, the dude is still there with the <laughs> rifle. So, <laughs> so good. But anyway, at the at the end, the very end monologue, he, it transforms from this silly thing into this like serious thing, right. and I'm like, the moral. Of the Holy story. crap! Yeah. Bill Murray's like. Hitting all, he's everything. Mm -hmm. He is everything. Yep. Every facet of this character that this character can hit, he's hitting it. And it's it's weird
1: because he's such a clown that you're almost like you're laughing, even though, even at the serious parts, like you're like, oh, look at him. But then you're like, wait, no, he's really hitting me with some really heavy shit.
2: He was really hitting you at the end for real
1: and what sucks to be consistent that scene where he's burning in the casket mhm annoying travis gets taken out of the scene just a little bit because his brother's makeup was off it was bad <laughs> <laughs> like he looked like yeah almost like a school play when they make a high school mm. kid look like a grandfather yeah like i'm like damn they did such great makeup on everything this the the special effects the practicals in this movie are incredible. And then that one scene, his brother has standing, the most serious scene where he's standing in his brother's casket and they go and they use Elmer's glue for his wrinkles and I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> but it didn't take me out too much because it's still a powerful scene. I, you
2: know, I didn't even, I didn't even notice it but when I when I was watching it, the feeling that I got was wow, this is dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is dark. Worse than any um Ghost of Christmas future death scenes. Well they had in any of these they had
1: to one up the Ebenezer being taken to his own headstone. Like that's the icon the iconic scene is him seeing his own name on the headstone.
2: Right. And this just over the top and very, very
0: dark. Um, like
1: him trying to keep that casket from going in the fire yeah
2: yeah so good yeah
0: well and they do such a good job slightly earlier when he meets the tv version of the ghost of christmas future in the elevator god i about peed my pants i was laughing so hard (laughs) because you know what it is but it's just his reaction he sells it so hard (laughs) oh my god Uh, very hard watch that scene again so
2: he funny.
1: Uh, he elbows what's her name in the face. Oh no. Great grace. Yeah, go watch that scene again. Yeah. Uh, oh. Full elbow in the face. Oh, that's awful. Like but her reaction so is real. Yeah. His his reaction to the guy in the elevator is perfect. So big. It's so good that you miss the fact that he elbows her in the face. Oh,
0: jeez, Louise.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty it's a shame. I feel bad. So her reaction is real. And apparently he ripped his lip when when Carol Kane is pulling his lip. Uh-huh he that that piece of skin that goes from your lip to your gum yeah Ew. she ripped that Ugh. that's how method she is <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice yeah they had to like stop filming for the day i read that's crazy ow yeah ow. but yeah speaking of hitting the face the part with the sensor. <laughs> i don't know why that is such a funny physical uh, game. look out uh, game. No,
1: heads up it's the heads up scene like when <laughs> af- after he does the whole nipple conversation and then the guys turn to oh. leave. See, and these, yeah. guys really <laughs> these guys are
0: really looking. These guys <laughs> are really looking.
1: Apparently, that uh, you can hardly even see that nipple. That's like apparently a, a, an improv line. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then Bill Murray, being Bill Murray, follows that with. Then
2: they're not even really looking.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, and they're really looking. Yeah, they really yeah give they're their really giving it their all. They're to really try to trying find to find those nipples, and they just can't find them. Yeah, they're like and they barely are. They're there,
1: like poking out at the top. Barely there. Oh, that's pretty funny. And then
0: she gets smacked in the face, which, for whatever reason, the timing of the scene is just really good. Like it, it, yeah, it made me guffaw. Well, then, well, did you catch who the nurse is? Yes, I no, saw. I I had to pause it. I was like, "Honey, I'm pausing this. I'm gonna. I think that's now, George. Have that's you ever Mimi. watched Drew Carey? Yeah, you know, Drew Carey show. It's Mimi from Drew Carey oh, show. That, oh. Mimi's the nurse. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I had to pause it. IMDb yeah. check. I was like, I think that's Mimi. And moon over Parma, and it was.
1: <laughs> but what makes that funny is that he doesn't skip a beat when they turn, and he's like, "Oh, look out!" Goes, he, it's like a very monotone, almost like Willy Wonka kind of. No, don't stop. Like, right. It was that kind of tone, monotone, when he said it, and then he just ducks, and he doesn't really warn her. <laughs> she takes that lamp right in the face.
2: Well, I almost and, thought I, I almost thought I, I didn't understand whether. They were there with the pole for the sole purpose of knocking her out with it. Well, they're, they're like, moving
1: set set pieces. It's it's like a it's like a gaslight corner lamp. Post right. For I wasn't sure Dickens. if
2: I wasn't sure if Bill Murray's character would, wanted to knock her oh, out.
1: Right, because she was censoring everything, and
2: that was his I don't way think so. of doing it without getting in trouble. Or if that was just like that an was accident. his version of heads up. Right, and then and then because he, he follows it like
1: well, without skipping a beat, he's like, "Great guys, get the nurse." Get like the nurse, it's, yeah. <laughs> like that's a line. Uh, that's one of the lines that's very quotable. Like you say that whenever someone gets hurt, you say that. That that whole scene has a lot of them. Dude. And the hammer, you tried staples, the my, hammers. My sister and I, <laughs> whenever someone was being loud, my sister and I would do that. <laughs> would you hold the goddamn? hammering, please. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I had a feeling we were going to hear that one tonight when we were watching yeah, that, that scene. I was like, oh, <laughs> Travis is going to pull that, that one is, out.
1: That's quotable, big time. <laughs> the have you tried staples. Like uh, You say that whenever someone's like <laughs> complaining about doing something. You're like, well, have you
2: tried staples? Have you tried staples? <laughs> <laughs> I like how he brings that up in the monologue at the end, too. Just yeah. hours ago, Just I was suggesting ago. stapling antlers yeah. to the mouse. <laughs> Uh, or oh, and then he
1: turns her head. And <laughs> he's like, should, "Should I turn?" He already he already turned her head, and he's like, "Should I turn her head?" Should and I not done that? Like, no. And he's like, "Look, look you, look, you can hardly even see him." <laughs> yeah, that's I I I really this is the kind of movie where I would love to sit down with the script and go page by page and see what they what's in it and what's not because he apparently helped rewrite a lot of the the scenes.
2: No, raspberry at the end. Oh my god. That
1: was so funny.
2: That's something I did everybody know.
1: Yeah, when, <laughs> he, gave, when he gave when he gave Goldthwaite the raspberry at the end. <laughs> watch that again, because he la like Bill Mary's la- like he laughs like he can't believe he just <laughs> did that to him. Like i I think that was improv as well.
2: Oh crap. Like
1: there's a scene in Weird Science, I don't know if we pointed it out where Bill Paxton's got them all in the kitchen. And uh he says something to um Lisa and you can tell like Anthony Michael Hall just starts la- he looks at the floor, like, he just starts laughing. Right. Like yeah. to me, I love that shit. Jimmy Fallon does it all the time whenever someone gets oh, him to break he, he's on that live. He's
2: yeah. famous for not being able to
1: But that's the whole thing, that SNL thing, composure. the writers of this movie are from SNL. Right. Like that whole Environment, you can tell they're just trying to and and I from what I hear he didn't have as much fun because Donner wasn't really getting the jokes he wasn't really understanding how comedy works oh, boo, so that's why I said there's a lot of it, a lot of it ended up in the on the cutting room floor that's that's the movie I want to
0: see, yeah, same, so they have the lunch meeting where he's going the to meet, meeting, yeah. meet the uh the <laughs> So Robert, Robert
1: fricking Mitchum's in this movie.
0: So they have the lunch meeting and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. We're watching this movie. And then the score hits for just a Mm. half a bar. And I'm just like, that's the Batman score.
2: Mm. (laughs) I look at him like, (laughs) oh
0: shit, it's Danny Elvin. No, for real though. That's like, he uses that again in, in the Batman score the next year. So I did not expect to get proto Batman score in this movie. Oh my gosh, guys. And And actually that whole scene if you look at the set dressing and stuff of that place, they're having the lunch meeting. It feels like it could be a set from the Batman movie. Yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah, there's cool. a lot yeah, totally. of visuals that call back and, and the sound. Like I know when they brought Gulf out, they fired him and they dropped him in the street. It was total. It was almost like the same as X trading places scene where they pick Eddie Murphy up off the ground, like the cops mm-hmm. on either side of him. But the music, yeah, that,
0: the la 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 yeah. la.
1: It, it, he actually used that in Batman Returns too. So it's like Elfman, this is this movie is Elfman fleshing out his his uh composing because he really didn't do what else did he do? He did Beetlejuice. Time? He did Beetlejuice, which was the he same. He did the
0: era. Simpsons, which would have been around this time.
1: Yeah. But and I mean then, prior to Did prior he do Pee Wee?
0: Was he in Pee Wee?
1: Yes. Yes, he did Pee Wee.
0: So there I mean that yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> Uh, Oh, so another thing that George probably isn't aware of, although we might have mentioned it during the Batman episode, uh, not too long before they make this movie, George, Bill Murray is a leading candidate to play Batman. Mm. I can see it. And if you think about how manic he was at that lunch scene, again, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you can see Mm -hmm. it might have worked. I'm glad they went with Keaton in the end, you know, yes. but like at the same time, Bill Murray is bigger. I don't know about that hairline, but I, yeah, they, you know, well,
1: he has the same hairline as Keaton. <laughs> Bill Murray would make a good Joker. <laughs> they were talking about him playing, uh, the Riddler.
2: Or, yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say Riddler, Two-Face. And, and then yeah, Robin Williams
1: came out, uh, in discussion to play the Riddler back then, because he that was, makes a lot of sense. He was doing a lot of, he did a lot of movies, That were showing his psychotic Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, one hour photo and insomnia and all that stuff. And it's like he's showing his range. You see him in Dead Poet Society, like all these movies you realize, oh, he's he's goofy Rob Williams and he's crazy on the stage, but dude's got range, like Pacino De Niro type, you know, chops. Right.
0: So yeah, I, I think Mary's Mary's up there. Definitely up there. Well in his late career has been a lot more drama. Mm. You know, still doing silly stuff and, and a lot of cameos, but you know, he's pulled off some real good dramatic roles, won some awards, like people know.
2: Yeah. He was in Space Jam. He was in Space Jam.
0: And let's yes, not, he was. Let's not miss the baked Alaska guys. On the
2: golf course, I believe. Right.
0: I mean, in I don't Space know about Jam. y'all, but as a child of the uh, the nineties, watching the old Batman yeah. TV show on the family channel. The only place this Midwestern child ever heard of Baked Alaska was in a Batman 66 episode. So that's kind of a fun little Batman connection. Hmm.
2: Baked Alaska, the only connection I have to it is from the little orphan Annie. Um, Baked Alaska was on the menu that one night at uh, Daddy Warbucks's palace. There you go. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That's the only time I've ever heard of baked Alaska outside of this movie.
1: Hmm. Now, Bill Murray took, like, four years off after Ghostbusters, which was 83 or 84, I think. So he hadn't done anything after Ghostbusters until he did this. Okay. And then he did a couple, like, small parts. Like, he was in Little Shop of Horrors and, uh, I can't remember one other thing, but it was, like, a bit part. So this was, like, his time, this was his... Movie back, his from, uh, I guess hiatus.
2: Yeah, interesting. I want to take yeah. four
0: years off. That sounds sweet. An entire sure. high school uh, period of nothing. Yes. Well, when you, you get
1: could... Ghostbusters money, you can take four years off. Damn. Of
0: okay, guys. When you Imagine... get Ghostbusters money, yeah.
2: Imagine how much you could learn in four years if you didn't have to like deal with anything else. Yeah. Right. Be like, what pursue whatever you want for four years.
1: I'd be driving out to Pittsburgh and. Uh, enlisting in the Tom Savini School of Special Effects Makeup artists. and
2: I know that what I just described sounds like college, but that is totally wasted on the young. Yeah, <laughs> that four years of free play, free parking, free parking. You, you should get free that parking? four years. Man, we never you got should get free that parking. You should get that four, I, I mean, I'm talking about like free parking in the in Grand the Grand you know, Sense, the, mon- right. the Monopoly Sense. Gotcha. Right. Right. Um, you should get you should get four years of free parking in like your late thirties.
1: You know when what I mean? you really need to save the money.
2: <laughs> when you really need it. When you got kids. When you got to like, you know, work some shit out in your life, you know? Yeah, that that, that lunch scene
1: was weird.
0: Didn't really like fit the what, movie. But like, yeah, it felt it did, like Batman, so I was on board. I'm like, all right.
1: The eyeball in the glass.
0: And then apparently,
1: when he falls, leaving the room. Like that was an accident and they kept it. I thought that. <laughs> yeah, it was a real fall. I, I thought that
2: looked <laughs> genuine. Yeah, it was a real
1: fall. <laughs> But yeah, the Richard Pryor joke. I was like I laughed too and I forgot about it and then I'm like, wow. Like this generation doesn't even know who Richard Pryor is.
0: I know who Richard Pryor is. Edgy. He was edgy. Yeah.
1: But he was likable. So he was a kind of like Chris Rock and Chappelle like yeah. They're able to toe the line and just smack Most you the time. in the face. Most of them not of the anymore time. apparently. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scratch that. I guess anymore. But he was he he was able to say things that most
0: people weren't. Of course. So, what do you think, George Scrooge? Is it a winner? Absolutely. What do you think, Dan? I liked it too, man. I I thought it was great. I don't know it's if it's gonna be one that in twenty years anybody younger than us is ever gonna watch because it is kind of tied to this era that we only know from like stories our parents told us, but. You know, it's one of the better Christmas carols I've seen. And it it doesn't it it isn't a period piece, so it doesn't like I don't like period pieces on in general. So it doesn't like take the extra bit of like effort from me to like okay, we're going to be in the 1890s. Uh, like yeah, I like it. I like the way they presented mm. it. I thought they interspersed today or like the, the today of the 80s with the old-timey stuff for the play really well. Thought they used yeah. the text mm-hmm. well. It might be my second favorite Christmas Carol behind Mister Magoo. Wow, Mm, Mister Magoo, huh? That one has the feelings, man. For a little cartoon, this
2: one
1: I watch pretty much every year. This movie, this and Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: Yeah, I can't. I I have to. um, I have to think about which one I like better. Between this, we didn't even talk about uh, Karen Allen. Like,
0: how did we not talk about Karen Allen? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like
1: she's amazing in this Who movie. Who is she? She the uh, She's, she's uh, Claire.
2: Claire. Claire, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She's awesome.
1: And I I loved her in in Indiana Jones and I loved her in uh, She reminds Star me of, Man. She reminds me of my wife a lot. She does remind me amazing. Of, of Meg. There's a few actresses that remind me of Meg. Catherine Hegel kind of reminds me of Meg as well. Mm.
2: She's nodding approvingly. Yeah. And and Gina Davis for some reason reminds me of Meg a bit. Got to
1: look her up, Young Young Gina Davis. Hmm. hmm. But yeah, Karen Allen. If if you like her, and you, there's a movie called Starman. We might watch it. Uh, but it's her. It's it's a John Carpenter movie. Uh, okay.
0: It she's but good in it, but I didn't. Uh, in, uh, I think Bridges is good in it. Uh, he goes. No? A, I mean, he. Uh, I don't know, man. It was well on your own time, George. Um, we we can watch it someday. <laughs> Season 15. I own it. You can borrow it. We'll do it for our Patreon. Season fifteen, <laughs> <laughs>
2: for,
1: right after Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Five.
2: Yeah. Ooh. No, we, like I said, we should do it for our Patreon. Yeah, we'll do it for our Patreon. Yeah, I like it. Once we have one, it was all but right.
0: It was better than I thought I'm, it would be. I'm a kid of
1: the '80s, so that movie was out when, like, I was. I don't know if it was like '85. So I was like ten, so that was up, That was my wheelhouse.
0: Well, I mean, if you were you know eleven or twelve watching that movie, Karen Allen's gonna sell you on that movie, whether or not it's a good movie.
1: But I always liked Jeff Bridges too. Like when I saw, him, I think my introduction to him was uh, the remake of King Kong. So ever oh, since then, oh, see, I saw you're
0: gonna love everything that guy's, and he's in your, yeah. he's let himself into he's, your house. Yeah. He's sleeping yeah. on your couch, like
1: yeah, he he was in my house even before he was the dude, definitely.
2: That's how I know that name. You keep saying Jeff Bridges, and I'm like, I know that name. Yeah. Like he's, he's... he's Mr. Lebowski. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. Mr. Lebowski. No, no. I love him in Iron Man. I'm the dude. He's Mr. Lebowski. Right. I'm the, I'm the dude, man. I'm the dude.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm oh. gonna work
1: on my gulf weight, and I'm gonna hit you with it later. I, I don't what? wanna wake up. I don't wanna wake up uh, Eva. With my Bob Goldthwaite impression. Oh. My Bobcat. I'll get it somewhere. Maybe I'll have him and the James Gum talk to each other. <laughs> Maybe I'll have Jane Gum call Bob Goldthwaite on the phone. They should, do the,
0: they should do the scene between Dimitri and <laughs> whoever it was that you thought should be on the other end of that call, but it should be right. Bobcat. Hi! Hi! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I used to be a real jerk, but now I'm a people guy. I love when it says that. <laughs> <laughs> Police Academy next week.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I given that it's right? the uh, Christmas season, George, should we tell you what we're watching next week?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch it if you don't. This that's, is true.
0: That's a fair point. Travis, what are we <laughs> watching next week? Shit, I don't know. Um... Do we give him like agency? No. We can't let George pick.
2: You know what? You should you guys should have let me put a Christmas list together. No. That I that's see. too
0: much power. We don't give you that much. Well, I mean, like it's a it's a wish list. Well, George, next week. To continue in the Christmas spirit, we're going to be watching a movie called Home Alone. But wait, Dan, I've already seen Home Alone, George said. I've never heard of it. Home Alone. Mm. There's a new one on Disney Plus. I hear it sucks. Uh, even my kids were like, mm. eh, not as good yeah. as the real one. Good job, watch kids. Watch the real ones. Mm. Uh, but you've seen Home Alone and Home Alone too, right, George? S- smart kids. Yes, I have. Okay. So we're going to have you watch Home Alone again. With your year and a half worth of I've Seen Movies Now Knowledge, and see if it plays a little different, see if you catch more references Mm -hmm. you didn't see before. But we're also going to have you watch an obscure French, and I'm sorry, Travis, uh, subtitled movie (laughs) called Deadly Games in the US, also known as Dial Code Santa, and like five other names.
2: Seen that like five times. You're going to
0: have to get shutter to watch it because, uh, unless you want to buy the 4K from our buddies at Vinegar Syndrome. But I think you're going to, it's going to open your eyes. Uh, like you might want to have a bucket and a mop for when your mind is blown so you can clean it up real quick. The only
1: French movie I like is Beauty and the Beast.
0: (laughs)
2: Well, the only way I'm going to be buying it from Vinegar Syndrome in 4K is if my brother gifts
0: me a 4K. Player, oh, he was going to, but he sent you an HD DVD player instead.
1: Womp, womp. I, I got it at the yard sale; so they were getting rid of their old media. It comes
0: Cross. with the Blu-ray too. You don't have to watch the 4K. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: but anyway, uh in really cool packaging. I, had, you know, if got you like towel. it, if you like it, grab it. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but. I
1: got a towel for my brother.
0: But yeah, let's continue the Christmas season with some stuff that uh, everybody's seen with Home Alone and stuff that most people haven't seen yet, which is Deadly Games. Prepare to be dazzled.
2: All right, yeah. Some some nostalgia and some weird stuff. That's the title of our next episode. How can you read this? There's no pictures. pictures. (laughs)
0: Looks like I'm reading another movie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. Find us at Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. You can email us at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with the Christmas combo platter of Home Alone and Deadly Games Dial Code Santa.